Good morning and welcome to somewhere in the 170s. 175, I think. I don't know why our podcast. No, I think it was more than that. Oh, Ben, we can't do this again. (laughs) 175. 175. Uh, Sunday Conversation Podcast, hosted by Aaron and I, presented by Loyalty Liquors, Taco Casa, One Stop Convenience, oh, and Dickie's Barbecue. Okay. Aaron? Benjamin. How are you, bro? Uh, how, how is la- how did last week's episode compare to the first non-airing uh, episode so of much the better. I actually, as soon as uh Sunday morning, I this is probably the first full episode that I've listened to after I've you know after we've put it out uh in a long time. But I I thought it was much better. I thought it was much more concise. There was some things I forgot, but they're just tiny little random things like. Oslo has four TGI Fridays in it, which is hilarious to me. Like of all the American chain restaurants that Oslo has a lot of, it's TGI Fridays, which is fucking so Did funny. you, do you ever, like, I don't, <laughs> to me, TGI Fridays, that came to what? Buckland Hills Mall when yeah. we were like in like six, seven, like, I don't know. How old were we? Yeah. Young middle school, probably you know? I'd say. I think I went there one time. Yeah, the one. I never went again. The the there's that TGI Fridays. I don't know if it's still there. Obviously, as you're driving up to Buckland Hills, past uh, like where Christmas tree shop is and shit. I uh, I think this is a funny story. I'll I'll tell on here because it was so long ago. It doesn't matter anymore. But uh, that TGI Fridays. I think I've been to maybe three or four times in my entire life. One of the times I went. I had I had met a girl. Uh, this has got to be. I'll tell you exactly what year it was. This was 2013, so 10, 10 years ago. Man, that's crazy. That's the um, year I graduated college, high school. So college, <laughs> <laughs> but it was yeah, it's high school. Um, and uh, we we had met like the week before at a tasting I was doing, and uh, she texted me on like a fucking. Tuesday or Wednesday night and was like, Hey, I'm up at Friday's like, come have a drink. And I was like, okay. So I went up and met her and her friends. And, you know, it was like one of those things like, what are you doing here, dude? Like this, it's like a fuck, you know, it's a school night for all intents and purposes. Like, what the fuck are you doing? And this is the first and only time in my entire life. I've had a pickleback shot, which, you know, for the uninformed is a shot of Jameson followed by a shot of pickle juice, which like, I like pickles. I'm not the biggest pickle guy in the world, but I don't necessarily love the taste of, you know, cucumber vinegar, especially after some Irish whiskey. Yeah, especially after some Irish whiskey. <laughs> but, I, you know, it's one. it was one of those situations where I was like, well, I'm not going to look like, a, you know, a little baby here. And so I plugged the Jameson. I plugged the pickle juice and I immediately sprint to the bathroom and just throw it all right up threw it all right up. Went back, paid my tab, and left. <laughs> I was like, "That that's why you don't go to TGI Fridays on a Tuesday. Uh, but uh, Oslo, Norway has four of them. Um, Aaron, do you think it's safe to say that maybe TGI Fridays was one of the first restaurant? Well, that might be a broad statement or bold statement, but they 
did they had something at their was it like potato wedges or something? Potato wedges was there that they that. put in in the potato the, skins. The, potato skins. Potato skins that they put in the supermarket. Yep, like frozen. The grocery like, store. Yeah, frozen. And I skins. truly wonder if they do better off their tater skins in the grocery store than they do at their brick and mortar locations, you know, and that's because, why they're even around. You know what's funny is I've eaten those frozen TGI Friday potato skins. A lot of my life. I mean, not and me, you know, not in the last like fucking fifteen years, but right. Um, I wonder, like, what other, what other? I mean, that might be just like such a dumb thing for me to say because I'm sure brands have done that for, but I don't know too many brands that went from. Like McDonald's has never put anything in the. I that's a that's a bad. um, Well, Ben, we we like chili. As economists know that McDonald's makes all their money on real estate. Everybody knows that they're a, they're a real estate company. They own the corners, man. It it dude, this is insane. Every- so I typed in TGI Friday's potato skin sales, like trying to get a figure, which obviously I didn't get. But if you scroll down, it's Walmart, Amazon, Sam's Club, Target, eBay. E fucking people are selling these things on eBay. Safeway, Menards, Publix, Kroger. Uh, Utz quality yeah, food shop at TGI Fridays. <laughs> TGI Fridays is like the ninth fucking website listed for these things, and it just keeps going and going and going. Every fucking retailer in the country that sells food, and it's just TGI Fridays potato skins listed. That is okay. Cool. Uh, well, th- this is the Sunday conversation difference, right? God, here. can you think about how shitty those things are too? The cheese is like so fucking fake. Oh God. Oh yeah, man. Well, they've come a long way in the cheese packaging or in the game and the food packaging game. Like I would imagine they're not, it's, they're probably on par with something else in the frozen food aisle. Yeah. That's the thing (laughs) I dude. You know, what's funny is like, so I was grocery shopping yesterday and I, I use frozen fruit for um, uh, like protein shakes, obviously. And that's, I would prefer to use real fruit, but real fruit's significantly more expensive and you need to buy a shit ton of it and you got to go a lot, obviously, to keep it from spoiling. So frozen fruit's just easier. And every time I walk through those frozen food aisles, I just look at them. I'm like, dude, like I can't believe that these things are as insanely popular as they are. You walk down the You're just talking about frozen food in general? Yeah, just in general. Like it's, it's crazy how... Um, how many fucking frozen food options there are? You can get frozen anything, and it's 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 just bizarre to me that that's you know a very real aspect of a lot of uh, Americans' lives. I don't know about the rest of the world, like, but a lot of diets are based solely. Yeah, dude. Like, how many people are still eating Hungry Man TV dinners and shit? A lot. Yeah, like. This, those things came out in like the 50s or 60s you know and that was just you know when the microwave came around i it's just it's bananas to me um but uh my week my week was great ben as i told you right before we get on i i worked half a day monday i was off tuesday for good old fourth of july america's birthday i went up and saw went up and saw john at the farm saw my parents um i hadn't really seen them much since i'd been back Worked Wednesday, Thursday. Uh, if anybody from uh, upper management is listening, I worked all day yesterday. Um, 
all day, right until, you know, six o'clock, basically barely had time for myself last night. Cause I'm that dedicated to the job. Um, but uh good week, good first, you know, well, I was, I guess I was back the week before, but you know, easing back into work and all that stuff, but it is still, uh, it's I mean, so dude, you're coming off the, the Norwegian super vacation, right? People, that's I what mean, people that's, call it, right? It's, I mean, people forget. It's like, honestly, that that has been a hindrance at work because the amount of people that have been asking me about it and then asking, yeah, like you can't even get anything done. Close me, wait. It's right like, down. do you want me to be? Do you want me to be a travel specialist or do you want me to do my job? Like, yeah, stop asking me listen, about my pay, sweet vacation. <laughs> you can even pay me 15% less than I make now and I'll happily go travel the world and just get paid that amount to, to do nothing. But, um, but yeah, no, that's, that's about it. Pretty, pretty normal week. Um, you know, just, uh, you know, it's funny, Ben, and, and I'll ask you how your week was in a, in a minute. Cause I'm sure it was, it's just, there's at least something a little more exciting than mine. Um, how much less attention I'm paying to like the news and what's going on in the world now than like before I went, like I, you know, I still always kind of have my finger on the pulse and know what's going on. Um, but I just, why? Cause you, cause you realize like the actual sickening amount of media that there is in the United States. Well that, yeah. And just the fact that like so much of it, like you can't, like you can't, change any of it so the more you spend time obsessing over it the more like you're just gonna stress yourself out about it like and i've i think i've said this on here before my instagram for you page is is very weird because like on some days it'll show me like ultra conservative things and then a couple days later show me like ultra liberal things and i've just gotten into the habit of you know if i'm just cruising instagram and i see something i just right by it. Don't care. Don't want to hear what's going on in any of these congressional hearings anymore. I just, because I don't know if you know this or aware of this, or or we definitely didn't talk about it, but when I was in Norway, when the whole submarine thing was going on, there also coincidentally was like a a congressional um, hearing with the, Oh, a lot of things happened. Yeah. The whole, like the $10 million that, that, uh, our fearless leader got as a bribe or whatever. Yep. All that information was on the laptop. Yep. Like, you know, but the, and so like that's a lot the of, stuff. and, but every, yeah, exactly. Everyone's focused on the, I mean, oh, it, right. It, but, at, it, and at this point, everyone also knows that too. Now it's like, you know, as soon as there's like a, something crazy in the media, you have to think, well, why is this so crazy in the media? Why, like, why is it that every single media outlet was only focused on this and CNN's running like a fucking oxygen tank meter on the side of the screen? Like, you know, you know, that, the countdown to when the oxygen was up. It's just right. like, are, are you kidding me? Like, you immediately have to start thinking, like, what the fuck is going on? Well, especially because I guess, I guess I'm swearing again. especially because like the the uh apparently you know the thing basically imploded on itself like right away like almost immediately and so like you know the fact right but they drew it out for however many days like five days now and now i just saw something the other day now they're bringing up they're like oh pulling over like pieces of sheet metal onto the side of this ship and they're saying like oh 
they're bringing up, you know, recovery, uh, recovering pieces of the whatever ocean gate submarine that were retrieved from the ocean floor. And it's like, wait a second, you got something that can go down there and just pick stuff up. Yeah, right. The Titanic, the Titanic is down there. Like, you know, would you say there's like billions of dollars of artifacts at this point laying down on the Titanic Probably. just because of like the value of like what the Titanic is. I uh, I actually heard this recently. This is actually super interesting to me. So that guy uh, Ballard, the the one who found the Titanic in the first place, um, I forget his first name. I want to say James Ballard, but I don't know if that's right. Um, or am I thinking of James Cameron? James Cameron. Whatever it doesn't it doesn't fucking matter what the guy's name is. So he was like tasked with finding the Titanic or was trying to find the Titanic and had obviously all the equipment to do it. But apparently the U S government hired this guy. And that this is from what I understand is, is not like classified information anymore. They hired him to use the the technology he was using to find the Titanic, to try and locate two nuclear submarine, two United States nuclear submarines that had sank near where the Titanic was, that they had never like made it public that the submarine sank and they were obviously trying to check on the states of the the nuclear cores and not allow the technology to fall into hands of our enemies. And so this guy went out, found the two submarines, and then had enough time left over based on like what they had contracted him for to then go find the Titanic afterwards. Um, so, so like even this guy who's like, you know, trying to make this huge discovery of finding, you know, at the time, the largest ship in the world. You know, he's he like, no, I got it. a side job. Because yeah, right, this right. isn't even the real job. Yeah, exactly. You know, he, he's over here. just. And like who's to say to that the Titanic summaries. wasn't the cover up for the nuclear subs? Like, maybe they right. just blast. Well, I guess. Wait. Well, no, there was no, not nuclear. Was 19, right. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, when do you think the first nuclear sub was launched? Can you look that up for me? Sure. I, I'm going to guess the 60s. First nuclear submarine. Probably came right out of Groton, Connecticut. Uh, but but first submarine. Okay, USS Nautilus was the first nuclear-powered submarine. Came out of Groton, Connecticut. Same company that had sold the U.S. Navy its first submarine in 1900. Laid her keel, 14th of June, 1952. Launched 18 months later, so 1954. Damn it, I was gonna guess the 50s first. Fuck. Uh, well, either way. Closer than I was because I was right around 1912. Yeah, I think the Titanic was powered by coal and steam. <laughs> but yeah, no, the nuclear bomb came 30 years after that. But uh, but uh, no, we, we definitely had nuclear. But anyways, it's like the whole you know the whole the point of that being is that like this is standard operating procedure where there's you know things in the media that draw all the attention to just distract from you know, things that are happening. And, and and that's to circle this all the way back to where it started. Like, that's why I'm paying less attention to it because you find out, you you listen to these congressional hearings, you hear clippets I mean, or snippets, they're all over the internet. And like, all it does is dishearten you more because you see all the shady shit the FBI is doing, all the shady shit the politicians are doing. You're like, how the fuck does nobody stop this? But then you realize it's all part of the same incestuous, just fucked up circle and then you realize, like, nothing's ever going to happen. Sure, this information comes out and the FBI looks bad. And But what are you going to, you know, 
you're not going to trust the FBI anymore. Of course, you're not going to trust the FBI, but it's not like you and I are interacting with the FBI on a regular basis. So what is there for us to trust the FBI? on? just makes you more nervous every time you hear everything that there's some ulterior motive going on. And yeah, the fact that the entire world, or at least America, was just completely infatuated with a fucking submarine that blew up three seconds after it hit the water for five days is crazy that we're spending that much time and attention on something. Yeah, and then it's like, I hate to say it, but then like, what you know, I haven't heard a thing about the submarine. It's like, bam, overdone. Yeah. Like, news cycle, off, eh, like, everyone forgets about it. Yep. You know, but it was really important for those few days. This goes to show, like, the, uh, you know, and I'm guilty of it, too. It's like, you... It could be anything, a, a fishing reel, you know, it's just like the human mind gets, you know, infatuated with something and the idea of something and, you know, oh, yeah, definitely need this, want this. It's mm-hmm. like you get it and then you use it and then it's like already, you know, it's like overdone. I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying that about all my fishing reels. They're all really important to me it's still. Very nice. And... They're all very nice and they're going to last a lifetime, Ben. And that's what matters. I take, but... take good care of them. And, no, but I um... mean, but that's true. It's just the, the, the world of instant gratification and how we move on from one subject to the next, just like at the snap of a finger. And it's, it's crazy. It's alarming. And I do, I have found that I feel more just like present by not paying attention to things that are outside of my control. You know, it's just, uh, just not giving energy to things that aren't worth the energy. Um, right. Seems to be, seems to be the recipe, but how was, uh, how was your week, my man? Um, my week was great. Uh, I, I'm trying to think what is the date? What was the, what, the last date. weekend was like July 4th. Right? Am I or correct? Fourth was Tuesday. Yep. Tuesday. So yeah, I guess I kind I technically I fished I fished this week last Sunday. Yep. Um, and then also technically wait, th- did I talk to you? Yeah. Saturday. We talked about you talked about Friday when you went out for right because I fished right, and then we fished again Sunday. So both days we limited out. Nice. I had great days. I mean, just get good to get out on the water. We caught a caught a mahi, that was pretty cool. Sick. Yeah, we were just, I mean, sitting there, and all of a sudden, this random fish just came up to the boat and was ripping around us in circles. And we threw some cigar minnows, and he was eating the like chunk bait. And I yep. threw a popper out to him, and he he would go up to it and like sniff it. And like get away from it, and then finally I threw a chunk of mullet on a hook, and he just ate it right in front of me. And hell yeah, it was game on. It was fun. It was, did you? It did was you guys? To... Did you guys keep it? Heck yeah, we and we ate it. Probably delicious, huh? Oh yeah, mahi tacos. Nice. Did you did you fry them or did you uh, did you just, uh, uh, pan uh, pan, pan grilled? Nice or whatever pan cast nice, iron pan. Dude. Oh yeah. Hey, by the way, um, this is more bueno. Good. Okay. That, I was hoping you were going to give it to me in Spanish. So I don't, I don't know. 
This is so random and this is nothing. To, well, it's our podcast. We can do whatever we want. Do you ever, Ben, do you ever use a meat thermometer when you cook meat? Yes, we do. What a fucking difference it makes, huh? It's unbelievable. Uh, and we, we talk about it every time. We're like, whoa. Like, imagine if you just went to the exact temperature that it tells you to go to. <laughs> Dude, that's... Yeah, because like, I would say 50% of the time we jam it in there. And every time we're like, wow, we should be using this 100% of the time. Dude, you can, I... For everything. I, I plus bought... we got the little like magnet on the fridge. Yep. It just nice. says all the temperatures of I, like I bought one, I don't even know, maybe six months ago. I don't even remember why I bought it. I think I was I, I honestly don't know why I bought it. And like I think you're probably like me, where like, you know, when you cook at least you know on the grill or whatever, you you as a man feel like you have this like innate ability to just kind of know when meat's done by either looking at it or you do the touch test or whatever. And like there, there is truth to like, you eventually get to a point where you, you do get pretty good at like knowing about how much time things need. But so last weekend I bought, uh, I bought some flank steak and I made carne asada uh, to make carne asada tacos with on uh Sunday and, and or no, excuse me, Monday and Tuesday. And uh, so I, I had thrown the steak in my cast iron I'm like, you know what? I'm going to use the fucking meat thermometer. Like, let's see how this comes back to back nights of just perfectly medium rare steak, like just cooked to perfection. And I literally just had the same thing. You, I was like, why have I not been using this my whole life? Like this thing is fucking perfect. Um, have you ever done the, uh, this is a, I'll try to explain it for the, uh, for the listeners, but I'll kind of show you. So you touch your, if you touch your thumb, and your pointer finger together. Yep. And then touch the like the meat right under your thumb. Yep. Okay. That's rare. Okay. Then t- touch the next finger. Then oh, okay. That's your, the medium middle finger. Middle finger, medium okay. rare. Third finger is well or, or <laughs> medium well. And then your last finger is well, well done. done. Wow. Isn't that one neat? I've never known that one before. That's a fucking good one. I mean, now I want to try that, but I don't want to fuck it up. Well, I guess I can confirm with, with right, the meat yeah, thermometer. Yeah. Wow, Ben, well, that's a neat little trick, man. Oh, that. Yeah, I think I th- that was explained well enough because that was that, that is perfectly. A... I get it. That um, it's so funny. I was I was looking for I was, I made a couple cocktails last night as you saw my Instagram story. And uh, so the one I was making calls for crushed ice and obviously I don't, you know, don't keep crushed ice around. So, so this, you, had to, you had to hand crush your own. Ice. Well, there's, this, this is actually a cool little, a bar tool, not really a kitchen tool. It's called a Lewis bag. And so I don't know how long they've existed for, but what you do is it's a canvas bag that you put okay. ice into and it comes with like a wooden mallet. And you smash okay. the ice in the bag, and then you just dump the ice from the bag into your into your glass. Do you have a Do you have a Lewis bag? Yep, that's how I crushed the ice last night. I've had this Lewis bag for like five years. I've never used it once, and then I was making this tiki style drink, and it called for crushed ice, and I was like, "I got that, no Let's problem, baby." Go. And then, so the first one I made, I had my headphones on, and like I said last week, I can't hear a goddamn thing in these in these headphones. Wait a second, did I tell the story about the little girl on the plane? Last week? No. Okay, I think I told that the week the one that didn't get recorded. All right, I'll tell the story quickly. So this was on my flight home. 
uh, from Amsterdam. Jeez, it's already been a half an hour, huh? Holy hell. Um, and uh, I, I'm supposed to be sitting in the window seat. I get to my seat. There's you haven't told this story at all. Oh, either- okay. Ben, this yeah. is the this is the worst display of parenting I've ever seen in my entire fucking life. So I, I get to my row and I'm supposed to have the window seat. There's like a two and a half year old, maybe three year old top sitting in the seat. This little girl, her I come to find out her nanny sitting next to her in the middle seat and then the aisle seats open. So I'm like, you know what? Fuck. Like, I'll just sit in the aisle. I don't. I don't want to sleep on the flight anyways because I didn't want to be jet lagged when I got home. Like, I want to just get home, be tired and just go straight to sleep. So I was like, it's okay. I'll sit in the aisle. So for the first, you know, it's a seven and a half hour flight for the first like four hours. She's pretty fine. You know, she's just watching her iPad and all that stuff. And then around the four hour mark, she starts to get like antsy. So she gets up and, you know, I let her out of the aisle and she just keeps going back and forth. The mom was sitting in the first row of coach. And then the dad was sitting in the same row as me on the other side of the plane. And it's one of those three, five, three, you know, the big international planes. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's starting to get antsy. And now she's like running back and forth from like cut from her mom to this, to the row. And she keeps going in and out and she keeps asking for things and it's whatever. Like I said, I was not, you know, trying to sleep or anything. So I, it was not a problem for me to, you know, keep getting up and helping her or whatever. So then with like probably 90 minutes left in the flight, the mom comes back and this actually pissed me off. This is the first time I got like pissed off. And the whole time I'd been just like in my head, like, dude, you just had a great week. Like, just be patient. Don't let it get to you. That's not a big deal. So they come and they bring around this, like almost like flatbread, this like pizza flatbread is like the last meal they're serving us before we land. And like I said, about 90 minutes left in the flight, the mom is standing behind the flight attendant who's serving me. As soon as the flight attendant moves behind me, she asked the nanny, like, do you want to switch seats? So I literally just got served this food and a drink and then have to pick both up, fold my tray table up, get up, let them switch seats and then get back in the seat. Just like holding my food in my like, yeah, what the fuck, lady? You can't give me five goddamn minutes. It's going to take me three seconds to put this shit down. Like, what the fuck? Whatever. Again, patience. It's not a big deal. she sits down and i'd say within about 15 minutes the little girl is losing her fucking mind she is screaming crying she's shaking the seat back the seat in front of her she's going nuts and everybody in the plane is like starting to turn around and look at her and i'm just sitting there with my headphones on looking straight ahead like not my kid, not my problem. I can barely hear. I mean, I can see what she's doing, but like, I'm just, you know, focused straight ahead. So the mom tries to calm her down for like five to seven minutes. I'll say gets up, goes back to her seat where the nanny had been sitting for like, like I said, like 20 minutes, gets the nanny, sends the nanny back. Meanwhile, just leaves the kid. Like I'm just sitting there in the row with this fucking screaming child, sends the nanny back. And the mom just sits back down in her seat and just like nothing was even happening. Gets up, goes to the bathroom, comes back, sits down in her seat, just doesn't look back, doesn't care, doesn't pay any attention whatsoever. The nanny comes back. She's trying to calm her down. She's like, this is why I pay her 10 grand a month. Well, it's funny. It's funny, actually. So the the dad comes over and gets the little girl and like brings her to the back of the plane. He calms her down. And like, you know, I was kind of wondering, like, where were you to begin with? Yeah. But 
Uh, he was sleeping. Yeah, and so <laughs> so I was like, dude, with his noise, with his noise canceling, yeah, right. he was just out. <laughs> he was wearing a trout fishing shirt too. It seemed like he was probably a pretty decent dude. Um, but uh, the worst display of parenting I've ever seen, and the funniest part to me was that in the middle of the flight, like long before any of this had happened, uh, the nanny was like on her phone, and I just looked over for a second, and she was looking at. job listings for nannies online she's like fuck this family they're basically having me raise their kid for them like i'm not doing this anymore um it was too funny but like dude what first of all what are you doing bringing a child that age to europe to begin with and second of all it's like it's just it's crazy to me that we've gotten to a point in society where parenting is just putting an ipad in front of your kids and keeping them distracted no no parenting is getting a nanny and then the nanny puts the iPad in front of the That's kid. the other thing. These people obviously have money. They had enough money for their to bring their fucking nanny to Europe with them. Like Yeah. I, she was probably she probably didn't want anything to do with the kid because she's like, I should be in first class. My cheap ass husband just got me first yeah. row coach with the extended leg room. Like, what the fuck? Oh Lord. <laughs> What a world! What a world, man! What a world! But uh, somehow we only have like four minutes left. I uh, that that feels like it just flew by. But um, what'd you say? You have a wedding today? Yep, wedding today. And then uh, was it anybody at your wedding? Uh, yeah, actually, this girl Ansley. Uh, I mean, her name's yeah. Ansley. That's a good old Southern girl name. Yep, sure is. Sure is. Ainsley. From, from uh from Georgia. Where are, are you guys are you guys in Georgia? We're up in Columbus, actually. Home of the uh the now River Dragons used to be Cottonmouths, used to play a lot of hockey games in this this town, which is just so ironic because Aaron, I've never looked at the map and like seen where Columbus was. The Chattahoochee River runs right through it. We're like my hotel is on the river. Yeah. And on the other side of the river is Alabama. <laughs> that's that's hilarious. <laughs> so I, I I don't know, dude. You just get on that bus and and drive, and it's you know you're basically sleeping or whatever. Ben, you are uh, you're just a good old boy at this point. Yep. Is sure this Columbus, am. Georgia. You're talking about. Yep. Sure Columbus, is. Georgia. Looks like a nice old mill town. Looks like the National it's Infantry sh- Museum is there, Ben. Yeah, we're staying at a um a hotel they turned or a mill that they turned into a hotel. The National Civil War Naval really Museum cool. is there. When they uh, we only have a minute here, but th- when they say National Civil War Naval Museum, is that just the Confederates you think, or you think they got the, the some Union ships in there? I would imagine they absolutely don't have any Union ships down here. I would love to see an old Ironside. That would be cool. It would be really cool that they just decked out in fucking armor. Um. Okay, that's it, Ben. That's all I got. Well, I hope you have a really great time at your wedding. Uh, yeah. Hey, I appreciate you. Yeah, thanks. I mean, I hope you have a great day too. I will. Well, yeah, I will. I'll make it good. Um, good. That's what it's about. Episode one up. Episode one seventy five in the books. What do you know, Ben? Great chat. How are you? Love you. Love you.